Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, the NBL season is as hot as it gets. We've got teams uh, trying to jostle for position all over the place. The Jack Jumpers, the Wildcats, and Melbourne United all trying to uh, find a way into the new play-in tournament. And a man who's all over uh, all things NBL and the NBA is uh, the lead NBL analyst. I think we can call him the lead NBL analyst. He's one of the leading analysts when it comes to basketball in this country. His name is Liam Santamaria. He's been good enough to jump on the line. Liam, good morning. Morning, Josh. Good to be with you, mate. Yeah, likewise. Now, what a weekend we've got in front of us. It's going to be uh, quite phenomenal. We've got some games where it's win or go home, basically. You're right. Yeah, it's uh, it's an unbelievable situation heading into the to the final round of the season. Um, as you said, the league brought in the, the expanded playoff system uh, this year, the play-in tournament, and uh, it's worked a treat because uh, teams right up and down the ladder um, engaged right up until this final round. Um, Sydney Kings, they're locked in the top spot, but apart from that, every other position in that top six could change, and there's a there's going to be a couple of teams who are alive right now who uh, won't be as a result of the results of this weekend. So it tips off tonight. Uh, New Zealand up against Illawarra. The Hawks, of course, on the bottom of the ladder. But New Zealand uh, have a chance this weekend to uh, grab a top two finish, which uh, if you've been having a look at how the playoff system's going to work, is going to be a massive advantage. So a uh, big one tonight and, and uh, non-stop from there over the next four or five days. Have you tried to <laughs> crunch the... Crunch the numbers. Um, I had a look at the 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 all the uh, the ways this thing could play out, and I mean, my head was spinning. So, have you tried to crunch the numbers and and predict who's who and and build the 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 play in tournament, or is it just basically a case of we need to sit back, watch these games, and just see where it all lands on Sunday night? Yeah, no, you have to be sort of Matt Damon, Goodwill Hunting sort of style to be able to work out how it might all work uh, play out, but. Um, as each game passes, of course, it's going to become that little bit clearer. Um, certainly, as I said tonight, but then the, the, the big ones, I think, are the games involving the Perth Wildcats. Um, they have two games over the course of the weekend, and um, Southeast Melbourne, Perth, Melbourne United, they're all going to be keeping an eye on how those games play out. And they're both at home in our, at RAC Arena in, in WA. They're against the top two teams, the Titans, and the Kings, and if they win both, they lock themselves in. Um, so their fortune is in their own hands. But if, if they drop one or they drop both, um, other results, percentage, it's all going to start to come into play. So they're the team for me, I think, that kind of hold the key to how it's all going to play out over the next few days. There's a lot of uh, Melbournians listening to this show, hoping that Melbourne United can sneak in. And if they do... I say look out, but um, a few things need to go their way. But they just need to get the job done on Sunday against the Sixers. But they'll know a lot of their their fate, won't they, by the time that game comes around? Yeah, they've really got kind of two ways that they can get in. One is by getting over the top of Southeast Melbourne, uh, passing them on, on uh, wins and percentage. And they do that by winning against Adelaide, but also 
thumping them, getting a near sort of 40-point win, which is unlikely. But, look, we've seen crazy things happen in the final round in this type of scenario. So that's one way. And then the other way is to find themselves getting over the top of Perth. And uh, some of that's going to rely on what happens with the Wildcats. If Perth win both their games, then that can't happen for Melbourne United. But if they lose one then and Melbourne beat Adelaide, then percentage will come into play and it'll be fascinating to see how that plays out. And you're right, if Melbourne does get in, are they going to be a dangerous proposition? Um, no Shayili, we know that. That's a, that's a big hit to their lineup. But they have been terrific over the second half of the season. And wouldn't it be amazing if Melbourne United got in and that five and six play-in game ended up being a throwdown. <laughs> Southeast Melbourne, Phoenix and Melbourne United. Wouldn't that be incredible uh, way to tip off the, the finals? Indeed it would be. It would be uh, be hard to get a ticket to that game, I would think. Um, I, I want to... Sydney's best basketball to me, and you watch the games and more of the games than I do, but Sydney's best basketball, the best version of the Sydney Kings, looks clearly better than everyone else. Is that how you've read it, or have you seen enough chinks in the armour late in the season to suggest that that they are absolutely vulnerable? Uh, Geez, that's a great question. I've spent almost the entire season feeling that um, that their best was was way better than everyone else, that it was the Kings and then Daylight. But I don't know, there's been some improvement from from the rest of the competition over the course of the season that maybe has closed that margin a little bit. I'm really fascinated to see how the New Zealand Breakers go in the finals. If they can indeed lock in a top two spot, I see them as genuine championship contenders. Um, It would be a real battle of styles, a championship series between them and the Kings because the Breakers have the slowest pace in the league and the Kings have the quickest. Um, But, geez, uh, there are others as well. Like if the South East Melbourne Phoenix get in and Ryan Brockoff is healthy, well, their starting lineup is is as good, arguably better than any other team in the league, including the Kings. So, yeah, I wouldn't just hand them the title just yet, but they're certainly the favourites. They've been the form team over the course of the competition and um, they're a good chance to go back-to-back. For what we've seen and what they told us uh, after they were over there beating the Phoenix Suns and you were there to witness that, have the Adelaide 36 has been the most disappointing team this season? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Um, you know, Brisbane's underwhelmed. Um, Illawarra's going to set a new franchise low here for, for wins in a season. So, so that's been disappointing as well. But it was championship or bust for the 36ers. Um, a historic win against the Phoenix Suns, first NBL team to ever beat an NBA side, a, a preseason or not. Um, but from there, um, they just haven't been able to kind of piece it together on a consistent basis. The Craig Randall experiment didn't end up working out over the long haul and they just haven't been able to defend at a high enough level for long enough um, in games and then across games throughout the season to be able to put themselves in that playoff picture. Now, they are still mathematically alive (laughs) heading into this final round, but it would take a ridiculous set of circumstances for them to get in. So expect them to play out the season um, with some heart, hopefully over this last a uh, couple of games, and then a bit of soul-searching, and then they'll hit free agency looking to rebuild. It's award season. It's uh, playoff season, but it's award season. We love the awards next Tuesday night uh, at Crown. The uh, Andrew Gaze Trophy will be handed out. Have I pres- Did you have a vote in terms of – I was listening to Andrew Gaze 
speak about. There's a voting committee, and then there's the uh, the uh, nominees chosen from there. So, did you have a vote? Are you happy with how everything's uh, panned out thus far? Uh, well, I didn't this year. I wasn't on the panel this oh. year. I stepped into a role in the recruiting in the Next Stars program, so a little conflict of interest potentially there. So I stepped aside from from the award process. Um, I I don't know. I, I think there's been a couple of guys that have ended up being top three vote getters that it wouldn't have been the guy I would have put in that group. You know, I think that there's some uh, some high level defenders who have been really good across the whole length of the season whose names don't appear in the top three vote getters for defensive player of the year. Um, I, I would have gone. I would have thrown Jack McVeigh into the mix as a as a most improved player candidate. I think he's taken another really good leap this season, but. That being said, um, there's a lot of you know guys who have done great things uh, up with a chance to take home those trophies on Tuesday night. And the race for the MVP, that Andrew mm. Gaze Trophy, is, is pretty awesome. Three guys who I think most everyone, except for maybe fans of their particular teams, everyone else probably would be fine if any of Xavier Cooks, Mitch Creek or Bryce Cotton took home that award. And that's a pretty cool situation to be in when you're talking about the MVP of the league just a, a few days out from it being announced. I'll tell you what, you mentioned most improved. It doesn't sit it's, – it's accurate because he has improved twice in, in a remarkable fashion. But Keanu Pinder being nominated twice for the same award, particularly mm. when it's an improvement award, it, it seems weird. But in a weird way, it is accurate. That's been the growth of the player across two different seasons. Yeah, I've been racking my brain, Josh. I mean, I, don't, I haven't seen it, certainly not in the NBL or the NBA. I mean, have you seen a most <laughs> improved in any league of any sport around the world go to the same guy back to back? No, I mean, it's 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 hard to get your head around. But if you think about where he came from in Adelaide, where he wasn't even getting on the floor to where he is now, and, and we've got a season in between, it, it does make some sense. But to... To someone who, who wouldn't be familiar with Keanu Pinder's rise, it seems strange. Yeah, no, you're right. But he's taken those those two big leaps. I mean, it's really two two leaps that kind of what you, you, you achieve one or the other really to get in that most improved conversation, don't you? You go from a bit player to a really to a good player. Mm. Um, that's one leap, and that's the, the leap that he took last season when he was, you know, a bit of, sort of on the scrap heap coming out of Adelaide, and, and Adam Ford picked him up and took him to Cairns. And he became a really influential player over the course of that season. And, and then he's taken that other leap this season from a good player to a star of the league, uh, to a guy who's going to be on an all-NBL squad this season, who was an MVP candidate for most of the year until he missed a bunch of games through injury. So, man, credit to him, Adam Ford, the coaching staff, the high-performance staff, everyone involved there at the Taipans, but particularly to Keanu himself on uh, being able to, to improve so much over the past 24 months that he's in that, he's in that mix. Now, the league's been so uh, keen to explore different opportunities under the new ownership reign, and it's been incredible to see the league from afar improve and, and grow and gain steam. And we've seen some stuff about getting back into the Asian market now. The Singapore Slingers, a revival mm. of those guys has been <laughs> spoken about. But clearly, this is just... Uh, showcasing and, and showing to people who mightn't be familiar with the growth of the NBL that this is a league that is for real. It's it's exciting and, and getting back into the Asian market is certainly going to be important for the league if it wants to become global. 
Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, I mean, the growth has been terrific, hasn't it? Uh, Larry Kessman, Jeremy Lowliger, and you know the group running the show there at, at NBL HQ, they, um, you know, they just can continue to find ways to innovate. You know, the NBL, NBA games and, um, you know, of course, expansion, Southeast Melbourne, Tasmania, new broadcast deals. And, um, and, and then they went to the Christmas Day game this year on the back of a real push from the Sydney Kings. And all those things have worked out spectacularly well and, and garnered a whole bunch of interest. But you're right, the, the international scene, the Next Stars program has brought a lot of attention to the league from North America. But, but that, that Asian market is the next frontier for the NBL. And, you know, Larry and Jeremy, those guys would be looking at all the different ways in which they can make that happen. There's talk about, you know, getting involved in an, in a, in an Asian sort of super league, um, a Champions League type of scenario. Maybe that's something they consider. Um, but also perhaps um, a level of expansion or re-expansion in Singapore's case um, could be something else on, on the cards. So, yeah, they're always looking at different ways to continue to, to grow the game and um, I can't. You speak about the, you know, we spoke about the crowds. Adelaide setting franchise records, game after game, right now for their crowds. Sydney doing the same. I can't wait to see what kind of numbers are put up during the playoffs because I have a sneaking suspicion the Sydney Kings might break the all-time record wow. over the course of this postseason. Um, the Lamello game at, at Kudos Bank Arena a few years ago, seventeen thousand plus. I think they're going to top it at some stage over the course of these finals. It's exciting. Uh, are you, a couple of quick ones before you, we let you go. Are you comfortable that these play-in tournament games are, are going to be considered finals? I know the uh, Wildcats fans are because if they make the play-in tournament but not the playoffs, the the streak's alive. Are you comfortable with that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's it's after the regular season, right? Mm. So it's the postseason for me. They got to they got to sit somewhere. They can't sit as regular season games. So. I think historically, as far as stats are concerned, I think they should count as finals. The NBL's had a, a playoff system pretty similar to this. They were just called it like elimination finals, essentially. Uh, now they're called play-in games. So, yeah, they're finals for me, and they should go down as, as finals stats and records for the players and teams involved. And last one, any updates on the Bronny James pursuit? I know you're heavily involved in that. Uh, any Anything you can tell us there? Has there been contact made? Are we any closer to getting the uh, the young superstar on our uh, on our courts? Yeah, we've certainly reached out um, from, a, from a league perspective. He's, uh, he's really the only remaining kind of guy in that, that 2023 class that's still, still undecided. And, uh, you know, he's keeping everybody... Uh, on the edge of their seat about where he's going to land, of course, um, you know, some high-level colleges that he's got connections with are also in that that mix. But um, it'd be cool to see, wouldn't it? Oh. Ronnie James running around on an NBL court. Yeah, the way, uh, i tell you what, the highlights we've seen coming out of the States, uh, he would be a serious talent and he would uh, fill every stadium and arena in Australia, that's for sure. So let's hope that happens. Uh, Liam Santamaria, good luck uh, on the call across the weekend. Good luck uh, following these, all everything that can possibly happen in the NBL across the last week of the regular season and beyond. Thanks for joining us. Cheers, Josh. Have a great day.